this year is on Parshas Toldos. It's well known that Esau was very into Kibbut Av. He very much respected his father Yitzchok. <coughs> to Madrega that Rabbi Shimon Megamliel said that he didn't come to even one hundredth of the Madrega of Kibbut Av as Esau did. At the same time we find that it's Chazal tell us that Esau wanted to kill his father Yitzchak. As the Pesach says, in chapter Chavzayin in Bereshis, Oma, this is what Esau said, Cain, Cain killed his brother, and Hashem didn't do anything to him. So Sof, <coughs> what happened in the end, Shaul had him, he had other children, and they inherited with him the world. Avani, what I will do, Erog is Yitzchok Abitchilo, I will first kill my father Yitzchok, Vahakach Erog is Yaakov, I will kill Yaakov, my brother, and I will inherit the whole world. And that's what the Possek says there, Yikrivu Yemei Evel Ovi. First I will go through the Avelos of my father, and then I will kill my brother. So the question is, How's, how do we understand? From one end, he had so much covered that Tanoim even said they were surprised to see the Madrego of his Kiburav. At the same time, we see that when it came to his own needs, in another area, he was ready even to kill everybody out his father, his brother. So in Achalas Eliezer, the Minal of Gates of Yeshiva, explains like this. By Esau, there was a contradiction between his head and his heart. Chazal tells us that the head of Esau fell to Morasa Machpelo, and it's buried together next to the Kever of Yaakov. Because in his head, Esau knew everything. But he couldn't control his heart. His head knew the highest madrigas. The people were surprised of to what degree he came in his kibbutz. But he had a heart which in nature was for bad. And that's where came out the contradiction between his head and his heart. From one end he had tremendous respect and he knew what the others meant, the Merkava Lashchina, Hayim Adregas, the just respecting one father, deeper in Yonim, and his father was always connected to the Shechina, and that's why whenever he looked after him, he went to his big Dimalchus, royalty. At the same time, However big a person is, his Yetzer is going to be bigger than that. And instead of serving with his heart and controlling controlling it to serve Hashem, he used it for the bad. Not only was good 
where it didn't interfere with his what he was trying to get at. And it didn't because it wasn't pograin his covet. But as soon as it touched his covet, he came to Vagistum Aesovis Yaakov. He helped he hated his brothers on all the brothers that he got. He got this hatred inside of him and he wanted to kill you need a father out in order to kill out Yaakov. Forty years, Aesop was, as I said, Satnoshi was hunting women from their husbands and afflicted them. When he was 40 years old, he said, well, my father was 40 years when he married, I'm also going to do that. Chazal compared to a Chazir. That a Chazir is not a Malagero, doesn't show up there what he ate, but in himself, he doesn't see anything missing. He looks on <coughs> himself only the cementara which he has. And therefore, he was able to do whatever he wanted to do. Because he thought he was really being Mekayim, the mitzvah of Kibbut Av, when he got married at 40 years old. Even though he was doing hunting other women and doing bad things, that was okay. Now we can understand from the speak, beginning of this week's parsha, when Yaakov asked Esau if he would sell him the Bechorah. And Esau said, well, I'm going to die in any case, I'll sell it to you. The question is, what did Yaakov have intention? He knew that he wasn't the Bechorah. Why did he want to take something which didn't, he didn't deserve? It belonged to Esau, his brother. Why did he even try to To, to get the Bechor from him, and he succeeded. Because Yaakov was just the opposite. Yaakov was just looking for Kiddush Hashem. Yaakov was straight. Yaakov was looking to Mekanah Shemayim. He was ready to be Moshe Nefesh, that even though something didn't really belong to him, but because of, quote, Shemayim, the honor of, of, of heaven, of Shemayim, he was Moshe Nefesh, to, for the emus, even that means that he was taking something which he doesn't deserve, but Kiddush Hashem is more important. Later on, when Esau, when Yaakov got the brochas, and Esau found out, the Pesuk says <coughs> that Esau cried so much Post chapter Chobzayin, Post Lamadalad, Kishmo, Esau is Divari Obi, Vayitzak, Tsooko, Gedolo, Morad, Maud. And that cry, Chazal tells, was such a born cry that he got tremendous schar later on. Again, a contradiction. At one point, he said at the beginning, What do I need this? I'm going to die. I don't need the Bechor. And later, when he found out that he lost, the Bechor, and he got, Yaakov got the brochas. He cried a real, real, real a bitter, great cry. 
That's the same contradiction, which is in a person. From one end, he doesn't want anything to do with Bechor, with, with holiness, with Ruchnius. At the same time, there's another part of him, his Das knew, like we said before, what the Bechor really was, what it meant. And when it hit him to realize that he's not getting it, that his brother Yaakov got it, he had a tremendous, tremendous cry. That's the contradiction within a person <coughs> if he's not working on his midas. <coughs> From one end, he could be the biggest tzaddik, but when it comes that his midas doesn't work, he's totally do the opposite. In next week's Pasha, in chapter Choftes, it says, Vayishak Yaakov Lerochel, when Yaakov met his wife, Rochel, Vayisa is Kolo Vayevch. Why did he cry? Says Rashi. Because when he came, he wanted to give her something. He wanted to bring her something. But he had empty hands. Because when Elifaz, the son of Esau, was commanded by his father to kill him, but he couldn't do that. Because Elifaz was brought up by Yitzchak, that was his Rebbe, so he said, what shall I do? From one end I can't kill, I can't kill Yaakov, and from the other end I've got Sivavava, I have to kill him. So he took all his money, and a poor person is considered like mess, so he was Makab Kibarav. Look how far this contradiction can go. He's ready to kill someone because of Kibarav. But he can't kill him because he was brought up by Yitzchak, the father. That's another example of what Rucham Shemulevitz would call all the Choshech Mishtamshim Berubia. The light and dark is mixed up all inside of a person. We can learn from this. The Pasuk says, Yesharim Darke Hashem. The ways of Hashem are straight. Tzadikim Yelchubo, Uposhim Yukoshlubo. The Tzadikim will go in this way, and the Poshim will use this way and stumble in it. What we have to learn is that before we do something, we always have to ask ourselves. What is this, what I'm trying to come from? Does it come from a good thing inside of me? Or does it come from something of my bad midas? Because within a person, there's tremendous contradictions. From one end, I could be preaching this, that, and the other. And from the other end, I could find myself doing exactly the same thing. What I'm trying to tell other people not to do, I find myself doing myself. My thoughts could be, my actions could be tremendous high, but when I come to look at people, whether it's my jealousy, whether it's my bad meters, I look bad at people, I look down at people, I criticize people. But I'm up there. I'm doing everything which I think I'm doing correct. A person has to always check himself and see 
that is not contra- contradicting itself, that is not acting one day like this and one moment like this. And if a person gives himself time to think before his actions, then he's a chance to correct himself and not to fall in the, this trap of all the choshech, the light and the dark is mixed within, within inside a person.